150. I don't know. I don't know what the gift is for anniversary 150. <laughs> the sweet release of death, probably. I don't know. <laughs> you, you would, you would hope. <laughs> yeah, if you've been with someone for 150 years, I don't know. Eternal life through the blood of the the living, something. No, I don't want that. Arcane uh, ritual that tears a hole into another realm. I, I don't know. Oh, that might be all right. Who knows? Who knows what they have over there? Um, happy Father's Day out there to all the dads, for all the people acting as dads for their kids. Uh, my wife took me away for the weekend for Father's Day to a fancy pants resort. It's like a half an hour from here. And I got to see how the other half lives. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't, we don't do, res- like, I, I don't, I mean, the closest I've come to a resort, I guess, would be like a Disney hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Which admittedly can be expensive, so you'd think it's like a resort. No, this is Disney, and yes, in fact, that soda is not complimentary. <laughs> uh, so, so we went to this place because my wife found a really good deal, and it's like I'm just not used to. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess the level of service that apparently people who frequent these places are used to. Like one of the things that. And just to give you an idea as to how much they upsell you on fucking everything. Every single thing that you got through this place, whether it was a meal or a service, had a mandatory 20% service charge added on top of it. Wow. So you're like, why? But anyway. So they they charge, like, they have their own beach, right? But they charge Mm. you for the umbrella. They charge you for chairs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But it was free with the room. So... We go out there, and the guy's like, we're like, we've never done this before. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then he's like, where do you want to sit? And I was like, what do you mean, where do I want Like, there's fucking chairs everywhere. I don't just go and sit. And he's like, no, I'll take you to your chair. (laughs) Why do you need to walk me to a chair? Like, it's pretty obvious which chairs are being used and which chairs are not being used. Because the chairs that are being used have shit on them. Just like if you were to go, oh, I don't know anywhere with chairs and people like <laughs> you can just tell <laughs> so i was like i don't i don't know and he's kind of walked us around and he's like it's here good it's here good he's here. so we've picked some chairs and like here's good and he starts like putting our towels out for us on the chair mm. and i'm just like it was the weirdest thing because i'm like oh mm. i'll do that he's like no we we do that and i'm like who can't put a towel on a chair <laughs> like it's not it's not rocket science it's it hooks into the yeah. top of the chair. You flip it out. Whatever. It's like uh, it's like John McClane getting in the front seat with RL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Or like uh, right, exactly. Like, you're like all I all I kept wanting to say was to put everything on the underhill tab. But <laughs> <laughs> so then, like we 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 swimming in the ocean it was great. You would have been okay. Terrified. It was very clear. Terrified. You couldn't see anything. I mean, you could you could see everything. There was nothing. You didn't have to worry. There's no no critters. Uh, had a good time. Decided to sit back down. 11 a.m. The woman comes out asking for orders. And you would think, oh, it's 11 a.m. She wants to know maybe some sort of brunch thing. Nope. Straight alcohol. And these motherfuckers started getting alcohol at 11 in the morning like they were <laughs> at a bachelor party. And they had 
time like they 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 were crunched for time they were like like oh, they wow. only had like they rented a room at the strip club and they only had it for an hour so they needed to drink as much as humanly possible in that hour and i'm like <laughs> y'all are out in the heat it's 11 in the morning why you want to shout run with that oh yeah what why <laughs> like what are you doing uh, and everything everywhere it was just like it's the right, you know, guy next to me with his kids. Oh, yeah, I love, can I get a frozen margarita? I'm like, it's 90 degrees out. Like, what are you doing right now? And people, oh, you get alcohol, like, you know, fucking vodka this and rum that. And I'm just like, do rich people not get drunk? Like, is that a curse of people with money? Because fuck that. Like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, y'all, y'all have a good time. So we bounced and went and found the sketchiest Mexican restaurant in Sarasota you've ever seen in your life and had the most amazing lunch ever. <laughs> and I was like, That's how you do it. this is more my speed. Yeah. This is more my speed. My wife and I were driving down the street and on this street there are no cars, which is a sign Maybe. <laughs> oh my God. Not the best place to be. Uh, pull into a parking lot that also had no cars uh, and went into what seemed like an empty restaurant. There was one table with people there. And it's a Mexican restaurant run by a Korean woman who was raised in Brazil. Mm. And she was a fucking trip. And her food was amazing. Uh, so I was like, yeah, this is kind of more my style. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we had a really nice time. It's just really weird to like, like, just, it's just, a, it's just another world. It's just very weird to, I mean, like I said, we had a good time. Everybody was super nice. So one guy in the pool had these massive gold chains on, like, like he was actually oh, yeah. taking them off, like, and letting little kids take pictures with them on. <laughs> And I was like, what is, why in the pool? What is he doing in the pool? Like, why is he wearing those in the pool? Like, I had so many questions. One of the, one of the world champion Golden State Warriors. Was I guess, yeah, exactly. I don't know. He, his build, I mean, he did not have a basketball player's build. I mean, uh. but uh, I don't know. He's, he had more of like a football player's build. But I was like... All right, sure, I guess. That's the time. The big gold bracelet uh, on his wrist. Big gold chains, pendants. One looked like a portrait something. I don't know. <laughs> sure, exactly, at the pool. Why not? That's exactly what you wear at the pool. I wear a fucking ratty old T-shirt that I've had for like a decade. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, we have a number of uh, movies to get into. Um, let's see. Do you want to do the stuff that you? So, so yeah. one of them, one of the things we need to talk about is a is a, a Blu-ray uh, review of The Cellar, which is a movie that uh, Mitch and I have both watched together. Uh, and then, Mitch, you have a, a a movie review of a movie that I did not see, and then the rest of the stuff we watched together. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll get into the the Blu-ray first for the. The nice people at RLJ Entertainment once again coming through for me um, with the seller, which we talked about on episode 146. 
Uh, if you didn't listen to that, I urge you to listen to that because I go listen to it because I'm not going to get too much into the movie. Mm. Just suffice it to say that Satan is is uh, into math or trapped by math. Trapped and, by math. Lures uh, yeah. people into his domain uh, via some stairs that have equations on them for some reason. In Hebrew. Um, Let's not forget the Hebrew. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, and Alicia Cuthbert has to uh, find her children who go missing um, into Math Hill. Um, so the Math <laughs> Land. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so um, thank God it was so a Common the, Core. They'd be fucked. They'd still uh, be there. I, I, have, I have a little something to say about the math too on the on the Blu-ray. Actually, she'd be, but, she'd be looking up YouTube videos of, with cookies and shit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. They're just gone. They're just gone. Yeah. You know what? Exactly. We'll make we'll make new kids. We'll adopt. It's fine. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Okay. <laughs> well, that would definitely be me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, Jeff reminds me, Jeff real quick, Jeff listen to um uh oh shit. Um Patrice uh O'Neill. O'Neill, no. Uh, no I, that, I didn't watch that last special. Okay. He has this bit he does about being able to spell like like getting words wrong. And mm-hmm. how, like, if he's, like, if he, he's, like, you know, if, like, if someone had a gun to my mother's head and was, like, spell banana, I'd be, like, <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I love you. <laughs> like, just look at me. It's going to be fine. <laughs> like, well, like, yep. It's too many ends. <laughs> Same thing here. Sorry, yep. kids. Enjoy Satan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, so okay, so the Blu-ray uh, has a release date that I wrote down, and now I can't fucking find it. June twenty-first, so it, uh, it's it's out. Yeah, if you want to go days. pick that up. Um. Oh yeah, sorry, it comes out Tuesday. Not out already. I'm getting my days mixed up. I mean, everything is mixed up. I'm yeah. just sorry. anyway. Time's anyway, a, time's so, a flat circle. So it comes out Tuesday, um, and again. I say this every time, but just in case no one's ever listened to me talk about one of these things, if your only option's Walmart, they're only going to have the DVD. Uh, so you, if you want the blue, you're going to want to hit Amazon or Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, unlike Off Season, does have a few bonus features. Nice. Um, none of them super long, except for the uh, the director uh, commentary over the, the film, which I did not listen to. Um, but it does have cast and crew interviews that were about five minutes or so, and they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. They they basically just talk about kind of why they were drawn to the movie, but not so much anything else. With <laughs> I have a mortgage. It's like, no, <laughs> it's like well, yeah. It's like it's like for the cast. I guess if it's just like a talking head thing, and they're going to be sitting down for ten minutes, sure. Mm-hmm. But crew, like, why wouldn't the crew go into like more? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> it's just like read the script, wanted to do it, shot on location, and. Ireland, beautiful place, wanted to be there and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, everybody, that's everybody's answer. I would have yeah. done it. Fuck, you know. Hell yeah, Maybe. I'd be in a movie if it's shot in Ireland. <laughs> Y'all want to make me in a, put me in your movie? Fly me out to Ireland? Fuck yeah. Exactly. And then uh, and then it had a, a very short um, a VFX uh, before and after feature, which was cool, but was uh-huh. only three minutes long. And I'm like, fuck. Because, you know, for for as much as like people bitch about digital effects and, and stuff like that. I also kind of feel like we regularly get to see that and like bonus features and stuff, because yeah. I guess they kind of don't want to pull the curtain back too much on for whatever reason. On, on that part. But if it's, you know, if it's like a, uh, 
uh, practical effect, man, they show you the tubes, they show you all of it. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. like proud of it and shit. But like for digital, for some reason, and I'm I'm not as big a fan, but I'm as fascinated with artists yeah, who can do that shit, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's still so, a craft involved with it. Right. And so watching, you know, the scenes, like it'll show a scene for a second as it is in the film, and then they'll show it, then they'll pull the digital effects out and show you what they actually had to work with. And I'm like, oh, shit, I couldn't have done that, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, So it was only a few shots, but it was really cool to see. Um, But like I said, only about three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then probably the coolest thing on there is uh, a short film called The Ten Steps, which was also written and directed by Brendan uh, Muldowney. Same writer-director as the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that won a bunch of awards and, and stuff, and I guess that's kind of how he got the green light to, or, or you know, got approached to turn it, or got the money to turn it to a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I watched that, and it's 10 minutes long, and then there's also a commentary track from him over the short. So I watched it again and listened to his commentary on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was pretty cool, like, watching yeah. it. It's the same, same as the movie, uh, but it's basically the the parents are out um, to a dinner uh, trying to impress the, the husband's new boss. And mm-hmm. they leave the sister and brother at home. Uh, sister's watching the, the little brother. He's being a dick. Won't listen. Won't go to bed. Mm-hmm. She, and then anyway, call the parents. Parents are like, tell him to go to bed. He goes to bed. And then she's sitting there watching TV. Lights go out. And she's like, oh, shit. So she calls him back. And he's like, the dad gets on the phone. He's like, you're going to have to go into the cellar. Right. And, and flip the breaker. And uh, and so she gets on the phone. He's like, I'm going to stay on the phone with you because she's had an incident. She had a panic attack in the basement because some kids at school were picking on her about the house and saying it's haunted. The basement's haunted. So anyway, so he's like, remember, it's only 10 steps. Take them one at a time. I'm going to be on the phone with you the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's only 10 steps. And so she's counting them out loud as she's going down the steps. And, of course, she's pausing and, like, yeah. you know, the camera's panning around her and stuff. And it's, like, lots of cool shots that kind of convey her. And, and the actress is doing a wonderful job of conveying her terror mm-hmm. going down the steps. And he's kind of, you know, cheerleading her. Oh, you did it. One more and stuff like this. She gets to 10. And he's like, okay, great. Now, once you, you've got – you're on the bottom. I just look straight ahead. And then she goes 11, mm-hmm. 12. Mm-hmm. And then she just keeps counting, right. and then it fades, fades to black. Oh, that's cool. And, and then as the credits roll, she counts all the way to 52, and it's over. Like, oh. through the credits, she's still counting. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> it was it was so much more effective than the movie. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing that was so funny to me was, like, how the movie goes into fucking Hebrew equations and, yeah. and all this higher math. And this is like, no, I just count to 10. You got it. We yeah. got it. I'm right here with you. You know, it's like right, right. still math, but it's like okay, this I know. I got one to ten, no problem. Like, <laughs> this I, I'm with you. Like I'm in it. Let's go. And uh, you know, no, no demons, no nothing. Like it's just it just it just goes to black, and it's man. You talk and, about like doing more with less. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, sometimes stuff. It's just uh, it's like, and that's it's it, it's like you know, you take something that seems. Uh, very simple and you think oh okay well if i just flesh this out more then mm-hmm. it's going to be better and like you said it it it, it no nope. i mean sometimes not everything <laughs> needs to be a feature yeah. i mean if anything you know you go okay well this guy's got some really good ideas maybe <laughs> see if he's if he has any other you know i'm sure he has other yes. ideas but other things that he could you know turn into um 
a feature, not necessarily expanding on that. Because I agree with you. Like that short story sounds more like like almost like a Stephen King thing, right? Like you can mm-hmm. kind of picture how, like in the book, like how they'd kind of get into you know how scared she was with when she had the panic attack and all that stuff, and like the tension in the family and all that thing, and how she would hear things and stuff, and like it would end mm-hmm. with her, you know, kind of continuing to count, and then like you know, like maybe them like rushing home, and she's still on the phone and still counting, and they get home and she's gone right and that that's just kind of how it ends right like you could kind of see that because it's such an effective concept Mm -hmm. but it it it's effective because of the simplicity of it it's like you then need to try to flesh that out you've got to start you're starting to add things that just kind of muddy the waters and um Mm -hmm. interesting cool well sounds like a uh more uh uh, definitely more to, you know, uh, interact with than, than the off-season release. For sure, yeah, because it had literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and then uh, just one more, uh, real quick, my other thing was a movie called Scare Zone. Mm. Uh, just a super indie thing, and, and it's the only reason why. I, I get these emails, you know, a lot, and we used to respond to every one of them, and... You know, we kind of stopped because we were getting a lot of stuff and it wasn't necessarily stuff we even like wasn't good or didn't want to watch, you know, whatever the case. But mm-hmm. but, you know, I like I like my indie stuff, you know, I think a little more uh, than most. And uh, so I, I kind of fell for this one and I just couldn't help myself when I read the synopsis. Uh, this movie's called Scare Zone. It had its VOD debut, worldwide debut, on June the 3rd. So it's out. It's out there if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by John Binkowski, who I thought was a uh, – his last name was a great mashup of your <laughs> online handle and last name. So that's why I texted you and asked if you were making independent horror in your spare time. Yeah, that's me. Uh, under a pseudonym, but no. Um, but yeah, so basically this, this is um, – it's just, you know, we've seen these movies before where it's like a haunted attraction. It's a big haunted yep. attraction and, and, you know, it's, it's getting ready to open up for the season and it's a, all these kids are coming in and they're going through it on their first night of work. And, and, um, and then, you know, shit starts to happen. You know, they, they, some, there's an accident and they're like, well, we got to open anyway and this and that, or somebody mm-hmm. goes missing and, and this and that. And, and then, um, uh, you know, they finally, it, culminates and they find out what's going on and, and whatever um so so the kind of the thing for this movie and the kind of thing that i was most interested in was this was shot over a three-week period in orlando oh shit uh, in an actual maze that was built for halloween horror nights that year oh wow okay uh, but that wasn't set to open until november and so the the, the john Binkowski was like well shit yeah, this is going to just sit here unused for three weeks. Now's my shot. Yeah, um, and so got to play around on in the maze and on the the lots there in, in Orlando and that's and shot cool. uh, shot his movie in a, in a real haunted house, haunted maze. And I was like, that's cool. Um, and in an interview, he was talking about that. And then I, I was reading this after, and and he also said, you know, I saw my opportunity, and I was like, and then the script kind of wrote itself, and I was like, but did it though? Because therein lies. <laughs> The made the the one problem with the movie is like, yeah. it's like it's got a, a thirty minute episode of a a Halloween episode of a tele a sitcom worth yeah. of content that stretched out into eighty minutes. Yeah, and it's like like I was telling you we were, I was talking about it while we were playing Destiny. You know, I I just everything about it just 
screamed like television show to me. Yeah. Like it, it just looked, it had that look, it had that feel. You know, the characters, they cursed, but that was about, otherwise, like, they were straight out of, like, you know, a, a, a TV show. Right. Uh, but but that being said, you know, production value's there, and for it to be such an indie thing, you know, if it comes across looking like a TV show, then I think that's probably a W. Like, it's, right. you know, it wasn't bad. You know, the sets right. were obviously amazing because it was an yeah, actual Somebody attraction. else made them. <laughs> yeah, they were made for the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But, I mean, like, you, they weren't like, you know, it wasn't one of those things where you could tell these people weren't actors. Like, everybody, like, gave it their all, you know. Yeah. And, it, and I actually enjoyed it a good bit um, for what it was. You know, it was intentionally funny at times. It was unintentionally funny at times. Right. Um, it was just one of those things where it's like the same thing kept happening. The right. same thing. It's like it's like uh, we're supposed to open, got a line outside, and uh, people are wanting in. Well, so and so didn't show up, and that's because so and so was murdered the night before in the attraction. They were there for some reason after hours, or it happened during the thing, and nobody knew it. Whatever the case, right? And it's like the next day. Well, somebody's going to have to open, and so somebody else is there to open it. Then somebody else goes missing the next day, and it's like somebody's got to open. Right. I knew they were going to, you know, whatever. So it was kind of like that, but. Gotcha. But, you know, some interesting kills. And like I said, just just cool to watch people have fun in one of those attractions when it's not, you know, open to the public, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So that's Scare Zone. Um, it's out there. Go watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. If any of that sounds appealing to you, just don't just don't come at me. OK, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not. <laughs> Be there or miss it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we also have a new uh, upcoming film uh, to talk about. We've talked about um, Seth Breedlove's movies a number of times on the show. Um, for example, um, the uh, Mark of the Bell Witch, um, mm. Skinwalker, uh, Howls of the Rougarou. I'm trying to remember what else we did. Oh, the, uh, the, the Bigfoot, uh, on the trail of Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, so he uh, has a new film coming out on July 5th. It hits uh, video on demand. Um, and this one is called American Werewolves. And it is um, kind of separates itself. So whereas like uh, Skinwalker, uh, Howl of the Rougarou was more um, uh, kind of, I guess, like kind of Cajun and... Um, much more Native American focused in terms of like what skinwalkers were and and, and kind of the originally kind of you you thought of them as people who would take on uh, animal forms. You know when you watch that movie and it gets into the lore. You know you re, you know they kind of talk about how you know in certain interpretations of those legends, you know skinwalkers could could take on the form of anyone. So they could take on the form of individuals who are looking to fuck with you instead of like, you know, not just like animals and stuff. But, um, so this one is, is clearly is focused entirely on, um, werewolves or, you know, as they, as they call them, um, uh, canids, like upright canids, dog men and dog men. Yeah. Um, so it focuses mostly, on um kind of the the kentucky uh ohio area um and 
kind of similar to previous movies, there's a there's um, kind of eyewitness accounts as as part of it. The the biggest difference, and I think part of the reason this one did not work as much for me as in previous ones, is um, it didn't really get a lot into any sort of um, like local kind of cultural uh, mm-hmm. background for the 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 phenomenon. Um, yeah. You know, the most you got was some people going, "Oh, I heard there are Indian burial grounds," and you're like. That's not really, like, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone has ever thought, oh, you know, <laughs> the, you know, Native American ghosts are making werewolves. Like, I, but also, it's like, there's also like, to me, that it's all, it's just, just this like thing that people fall back on is like, oh, well, there was a Native yes. American burial ground, so this monster yes. is protect, and it's like, come on. Uh, Thank you, poltergeist. Yeah, exactly. Right, like, right, exactly. Like, never mind the fact that, like, that's not, like, it's, it's not, like, whatever. Um, and so this movie relies very heavily, almost entirely, on eyewitness accounts. Yeah. And part of the problem is that some of these eyewitness accounts go on for a very long time. Yes. Ah, yes. uh, at one point I was watching it and I just zoned out, and I came yeah. back and I was like, "Is he still talking? Like, yeah. are they still <laughs> talking about the same encounter?" And yeah. it wasn't like you know he this guy wrapped up his story, then told a story about how somebody else he knew had a similar encounter. It was just like the same, and then and then so then that happened. Then there was another guy at the end who had the same type of thing and the and it's like and his had bigfoot in it as well yeah which i was like <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How, you know so then immediately i searched werewolf versus bigfoot because there was like some thinking that like you know north of this one area is where the bigfoots live and south of it was where the werewolves live and i'm like okay you can't tell me that's not a movie right yeah. like like yeah. tribes of 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 sasquatches and tribes of werewolves are constantly butting up against the the natural right. borders of their respective kingdoms how is that yeah. not a thing and then a, a werewolf falls in love with a bigfoot and they have an illicit <laughs> affair that threatens yeah. to tear the fragile alliance of their peoples apart like this shit yeah. writes itself it sure does yeah, it's a comic called Saga. This exact same thing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, and the problem is, I think that the the good what I've always said about his Seth Breedlove's movies is that he's he's not he's 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 not making um a determination as to whether or not these folks are credible or not. He's right. he's he's simply he's talking to them. He's getting their story. I'm sure there's some editing there for time and, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. he, he really is just kind of presenting it without any sort of... And I think you have to. Like, you can't... The purpose of your movie is to get people to talk to you about um, phenomena, like supernatural phenomena that they've uh, witnessed. You can't yeah. start trying to poke holes in it, right? Nobody would want to talk sure. to you. So... Yeah. 
you know, I I think that part of why I, why I like these movies is because he's he's just kind of saying presenting all this information, presenting these eyewitness accounts, and and just kind of leaving it up to the viewer mm-hmm. to determine whether they feel as if um, this stuff is is credible. But I think that I don't really believe any of it, and not to say yeah. that I'm not saying these people are lying. Uh, I'm saying more that they. They probably saw they pro they they saw or heard a thing that they did not have all the information to allow them to attribute it to perfectly normal circumstances. Sure. Over time, it it got spun into this life changing supernatural event, and mm-hmm. that's how they remember it. But yes. I don't believe it. And and no. so it with without any sort of that cultural framing and the, the the background information and that type of stuff, it it it's just to me it's just like okay, it's a bunch of people talking about just crazy shit. Yes. Yeah, me too. I mean, I felt the same. You know, the one guy, um, the guy that didn't show his face. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think he was West Virginia. Um, I went to school with a guy just like that. Yeah. And and while it was fun to listen to him talk you know at the same time it's like none of this shit like is true like or happened you know what i mean like this cat like did none of this like (laughs) you know it was kind of one of those things where he the more he talked the more he saw people listening the listening the more he would talk and and the more different branches the stories would go out on and it was always super fun to listen to it's like okay Yes, and that's kind of the vibe I got from that guy. You know, he's talked about how he was he had grown up uh, being taught to hunt and had encounters with every major predator. Yeah, I, it's like <laughs> you're in West Virginia, dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I think there's a few, probably not on the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it was the same for me. I, the thing that I like, you said, the thing that I really like about his stuff is when it goes into the lore, not not just of the areas that they're in, but also like you know the the subject matter and the, you know all the the Ruguru stuff, you know, was far more entertaining and fascinating yeah. to me than, than the stories that the people were telling. Like yeah. just because I did honestly didn't know that much about them, right? Uh, and, and I think you know everybody knows what a werewolf is, I guess, and maybe that's kind of his his thought process there and on what, but still. Yeah, you but know, even but but that's the thing though. He's when you say it's interesting that you say that because I would think so too. But then yet one of the one of the uh, guys who who had an encounter, he said that you know it didn't occur to him that it was a werewolf because yeah. his entire um, understanding of werewolves came from Lon Chaney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, right. okay, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, all right. I think, I think like. He thought that's what werewolves were supposed to look like. Yeah, he, he did, and he said he was like, you know, with the the low the face, you know, the kind the flat of flat face, the yeah, flat yeah. face, and the and, I'm like, and tattered clothing. He was the looking tattered, for clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that's all you think is a werewolf, man, stay the fuck away from me on the weekend because I dress like a fucking hobo and I don't shave. I mean, you might yeah. think I was a werewolf if you come up in here. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's I don't know, and so it's and then yes, I mean the the guy who was wouldn't show his face like okay whatever i it, i guess it, I, i'm just like why not like i don't understand why that exactly you like, would, that it, not, to me it just felt performative like that exactly like you're you not know. your story's gonna have zero credibility if like if you're that concerned 
I guess with work or like your your life in general, like if people see you talking about werewolves on this, like this guy strikes me as the kind of guy that would have told anyone who would listen his werewolf yes. story. So I don't understand why he had to be anonymous on this movie. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yes. Like, like everyone in the local bar has heard the story a yes. million times. Yes. And then exactly. he's just like, well, I can't show my, just like the one cop who he's like, yeah. you know, I mean, their, their whole thing where he was like, I'm, I'm not, you know, I didn't tell my story while I was, you know, in the police force because they make the cops would make fun of me. But mm. basically, you know, a, a hunter was murdered by a werewolf I was talking to my wife about it. They said the hunter was murdered by a werewolf in a national park called um, Land Between the Lakes. Mm -hmm. And the park service didn't want it getting out that the park had werewolves because it would ruin tourism. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You would not be able to keep people out of that place. You tell them we have credible evidence that there is a werewolf in this national park. And by the way, it's unsafe. Don't come in. You would not be able to keep people out. They'd be fucking airlifting. Like they, they would be repelling off of helicopters yes. yep. to get I mean, into that fucking park because they would want to be the first person to get uh, a werewolf on tape. like Or hunters, for God. Or hunters. God. Are you kidding me? Like, who wouldn't want the fucking, like, a silver bullet? Like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, when, <laughs> when, you, when you kill a werewolf, does it revert back to a guy? Who knows, right? Do you get to put the, the silver bullet head up on your wall? Yeah, on your or wall, do, yeah. Or is, it a, is it a dude's head? Like, who knows? Yeah. And if you, you know, I mean, if if you get a werewolf license, do you get to kill the <laughs> werewolf, or does it end up being a person? And no. So, I mean, yeah. you would not, are you kidding me? Like, there's people who, who go spend time and money searching for Bigfoot, yeah. and, and getting all excited that, that, that there's, like, matted down leaves, and you tell people they're fucking werewolves in a national park shit i'd yes. go i don't like camping yeah, you too. tell me <laughs> you tell me hey i know you don't like camping but there's a pretty chance you're gonna see a werewolf i would fuck yes i will yeah i'm going Goddamn right. <laughs> absolutely one thousand i mean you know like you think at that, this yeah. point we all know the blair witch was, was just a movie right like i know people fell for the marketing thing before the movie but yeah. at this point you still can't keep motherfuckers out of those woods exactly like, you still can't. <laughs> like, My God, can you imagine so, <laughs> how our numbers would go up if, like, one of us got murdered by a werewolf? Like, yeah, Jesus, like, you can't buy that publicity. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Divided by werewolves, like literally, it tore him in half. <laughs> <laughs> On so many levels, it yeah. tore their friendship in half. It tore their podcast in half. It tore him in half. <laughs> I mean, right? Like it, you just can't make this shit up. I was like, okay, sure. But my, the capper for me though was when he's like, and I walk back and I thought that was a man in a ghillie suit, and I realized yeah. it was a Bigfoot, and I'm like, I'm out. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he stumbled into the Monster Squad sequel. Didn't even know. <laughs> Finally, I can tell my story. All right, Frank. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it's like, I don't, I mean, because I, I just don't believe the stuff. It's like, you know, I, I don't want to 
you know, just kind of shit on it. But at the same time, like I said, because that balance wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, and they, they don't even get into, like, how it could be, maybe, mm. that there's werewolves. Like, that wasn't even, like, they didn't even try to, like, explain it at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this is this is the least documentary like of any of his yeah. documentaries. You know, it's like, like there's this is werewolves just talking. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, only in this part of the country. All right, that's right. <laughs> they, they don't like in the corn. I can't like let Stephen King watch this shit, and we're gonna yeah. get a hell of a book out of it. Right. It's like, and they don't like Bigfoot. Of course they don't. Right. <laughs> I watched it. I did see a movie um, where Bigfoot fought uh, Wendigo. That was pretty good. Oh. Yeah. No werewolves, though. Mm. Not historically accurate, I'm afraid to say. (laughs) Just based on true events. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Inspired by, yeah, that's it. Exactly. But um, watch it for yourself. July 5th, video on demand, uh, digital and on um, uh, cable VOD. So make up your own minds as to whether or not. But watch his other ones. Like, don't, yeah. like, don't, don't just watch this one and like, you know, think this is all there is to it. Like, the other ones are actually really good. Yes, they are. Very informative, very well done. Even if, I mean, even if you can get past some of the cheesy reenactments on Mark of the Bell, yeah. which it's still a really good story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's still a really good story. Um, okay. So last movie, I uh, was very excited for this one. Uh, finally hit Shutter last week on um, I want to say Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so Phil Tippett, who is like, you know, he's he's been doing stop motion animation forever. I mean, mm-hmm. you you name uh, you name it uh, in Hollywood in terms of stop motion, he's done it. He Jurassic Park. Starship Troopers. He did the the ED two hundred nine stuff for RoboCop. He mm-hmm. did um, Return of the Jedi. He's done, um, you know, uh, Howard the Duck. Howard oh. the Duck. Yeah, Golden <laughs> Child. Give me the knife. N- n- knife. Yeah. N- 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 knife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, you know, Piranha, Star Wars. I mean, this cat's been making movies and doing animation and visual effects forever. So he's been working on this masterpiece of stop-motion animation uh, for 30 years. He started it. It's in the credits. like 1987 he started shooting this thing um, on set in California. Finally finished it up, and it's on Shutter. And it is the craziest, most fucked up thing yeah. you've seen in a long time. Yeah. It is, it's hard. I, I can't even like adequately describe what it is, except that there was a, an assassin, this guy dressed up. Uh, he's got the, like the mining helmet on, you know, he's got the, face mask he's got fully dressed covered head to toe to make sure everything he's protected goes down in this bell through all these levels of different almost levels of hell so to speak 
mm-hmm. uh, lands in this just horrific, nightmarish uh, environment and starts looking for... Um, he's got a map. Every time he pulls the map out, he starts following the map. Pieces of it fall apart. And he's he's on a mission to find something. Um, and then all... Like it, 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 he cut like there's all these 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 people made out of like filth and hair that just get pressed in these molds and they they work down in this level. There's giants who are being electrocuted and shitting, and it's getting collected <laughs> and put in the mouth of this giant mechanical creature who uses it to create these creatures, and they're just getting killed left and right. As like it's almost like it was a commentary on just like how little systems care for the people who work in them and will just kill like it just they just get killed doesn't matter like hit by a big moving block run over smashed by these big domino things murdered by some monster and it doesn't matter because they just make more it does if they yeah, just it, it, it just exactly. doesn't matter yep. and 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 there's monsters fighting that cuz with shovels and then get electrocuted and (laughs) dicks go up and then they stop, you know what I mean? And it's like, he's looking and searching for this thing, but then he ends up getting captured and they fucking cut into him and pull, go through him and pull a map out that they then use to follow for for another assassin. Like it's fucking wild. I, it is, it's, it's so hard to describe because there's so much to it. Yeah. Everything, every scene has something new and filthy and disgusting <laughs> and horrific yes. to process yes. before you move on to the next one. But not in like, um, uh, it, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not like some torture porn movie where it's just <clears> like, <throat> um, exploitive. I mean, obviously, it's, not, it's all animation, but it's like, you, there's, it's odd how, like, Sometimes, like, empathy, much empathy you have for these weird little creature yeah. things sometimes, and other times it's disgust, and some, like, the little hair guys, you feel bad for them, because you're like, fuck, man, they're just doing their job, and they can fucking run over. But then there's people in it, too, and then there's a baby that they give <laughs> to this horrifying thing with all these metal parts hanging off of it, and... I, it's fucked up in the in the screens with the baby's mouth, but it's that was the thing that's most disturbing. Yeah. Uh, this one scene, you hear what sounds like a toddler talking, like two different toddlers, and it's just baby t- talk, and you're like, oh, it's so cute, and there's like ba 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 ba, you know, making gibberish words like little babies do when they start learning how to talk and they learn how to make noises, and it doesn't mean anything. They're just working shit out in their brain, like oh, if I move my mouth this way, it makes this noise. So you think, oh, it's babies, and then when it finally gets to what it is, it's these yeah. videos of these horrible, filthy <laughs> lips and rotted teeth, and it that juxtaposition of this sweet yeah. baby gibberish and this just fetid that like you can smell. The rotted breath coming out of it on these monitors. And you're just like, oh, it was so disgusting. So so this is is off topic of Mad God, but you got to look up the baby from RE Village if you've never seen it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just just Google the baby. Okay. Village. (laughs) But it was like, uh, yeah, it's just this weird, like I said, the kind of juxtaposition of, you know. Well, 
like my my whole thing watching it was you know uh, uh, this is like um, if you if Tool had come oh, to God, yes. uh, <laughs> to Richard Corbin and uh, and like Tim Burton and yeah. asked them to team up on a, a music video for them only they weren't going to put their music in it yeah. it's just going to be this 80 minute just mind fuck but also like fascinating and so interesting and disgusting and upsetting and yeah. like but you can't look away from it yeah you well know? because in and, part and, you want to know like what are they yeah what are they going for you right. know, like, what is he trying to find? What is he looking for? And then yeah. when they start drilling into his head and pulling coins out of his torso, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, and then Gary Oldman Dracula shows up for some reason, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> this big-ass, long, Lee long press on nails. And shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and it's like, it. you... It just, when you look at the watch the trailer and watch the scenes it just it doesn't it they it doesn't do it justice because you're not getting the totality of it all and how oh, yeah. I I would kill to see this in the theater god oh, I wish yeah. I was in a place where stuff like this actually got screened yeah yeah it I mean it's just it's wild it it's it was it was fantastic like I loved it Oh, I loved it, yeah. Um, but it's it's one of my favorite things I've seen this year. Yeah, by it's, far. And also, I mean, you just when you think about how much planning mm-hmm. had to go into creating, because it's not just the it's not just the um, the creatures, but the sets and and the the you know the, the different sounds and 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 just all the the idea, just the the sheer amount of creativity on display, yes. and combined with technical prowess mm-hmm. um i mean it's just it blows your mind you know it's always but you know anytime you see somebody who's truly a master of their craft like working there even if you don't like it yeah like it first of all commands respect i don't give a shit who you are like there's just right. you can hate the movie but you cannot deny right the the craftsmanship on display because there's you know? times i'm like i don't understand how this is stop motion yeah I mean, exactly. I, 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 I literally, I do not understand how that is not a real person's, and there's, there are people in it, but it's yeah. also, there are things, the way it moves, the way he, the, he mimics human movement and everything so well. I, I was like, I don't understand how this is not a person dressed up in this, mm-hmm. um, this costume. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and... I just think of, like you said, you know, when you have someone who's just that good, and then I think a lot of times, too, you forget that people who are, might be in creative role, like, they're in a creative um, business, but they mm-hmm. have what you would consider a technical role, but, mm-hmm. you know, they they have a level of creativity as well, and and I mean, you can't I mean, this is entirely him. Yes. He oh, wrote yeah, it. Like, he directed it. So all of these ideas, 100% him. So it's yeah. not like he he was like, hey, I'm really good at stop motion, and these are the different things that I've learned, and I'd really love someone to come and write something that would allow me to show off all my skill. Like, no, yes. this is entirely him. Mm-hmm. 
yes, you know, it's like I, I like to draw, and so just because I like to draw, then people are like you should draw this for me. You know, like, it's almost always something that sucks. Like yeah. not you, obviously, because like <laughs> one of my favorite things I've ever done was the, the tattoo this year because I thought that is the. I did not have the balls to attempt it, but at the same time, the idea was so fucking good. I had to do it, even if it, even if I failed miserably. And that's you know, but but most of the time it's like, oh, you draw my kid, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your kid. I don't want to draw a kid. Right. <laughs> no offense. And so it's like, yeah, if you if you know how to, just because you know how to do something and do it well, it doesn't necessarily, and you do it for a living, it doesn't necessarily mean you're enjoying it all. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are, but it's not, and you're doing your the best you can do with you know the job, but it's still a job. And right. So this was a, you know, obviously a passion project, big time, um, and it shows. Like yeah. every frame is just amazing. Like, yeah. It was like it was one of those movies for me that's just it was an experience. It wasn't just watching me too. A movie, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about. I mean, of late, Shutter's kind of been kind of hit or miss mm-hmm. uh, with their exclusives, and this one. I mean, I had heard so many good things about it before it came out that I, I was pretty confident that it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm so glad that they finally kind of got back something that like you, you cannot, you can't find anything like this anywhere else. No. And you won't. <laughs> you, I mean, and you absolutely won't. And you would never like, they would never be like, you're not going to, I can't think of another streaming service that would even touch it. No. I can't either. Um, so it's nice to see, you know, kind of a, a, an exclusive fit the platform so well. Because, I mean, like, I, I watch a lot. You know, a lot of the movies we watch sometimes, it's like, yeah, you could say, yeah, I, I could see that going to being on Hulu or Amazon mm-hmm. Prime or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's just not to say that it's it's not great that Shudder didn't get it, but it's not like you couldn't see it somewhere else. I cannot imagine this being any anywhere else no no not at all imagine just pitching that to like are they shitting oh yeah yeah is there a lot of shit in this movie oh my god like buckets yeah Yeah. (laughs) buckets and shovels so uh yeah so definitely like i i can't i can't wait to watch it again because i know it's like it almost it demands multiple viewings because there's so much yes you just can't i mean the the, you there's no way you would be able to get all of it uh with one unless you that viewing lasted like six hours and you're just like you know let me go back let me watch again let me go back but um yeah highly highly recommended definitely will end up on on my list for one of the best things i've seen uh this year too oh yeah for sure okay um so that's it on the movie side uh i i did finally finish um sniper elite five and uh although you know as we talked about before if if you ever want to do the co-op thing more than happy to to jump back in um I mean, as far as, like, Sniper Elite games go, I feel like it was kind of in the middle. Um, I mean, obviously, the shooting is still dead on. Um, Mm. I feel like on medium on this game, uh, like, if you decide to, like, if shit goes sideways and you just don't have the patience to reload, but you can just find a crate to hide behind for the most part, like, if you were aware enough as you were creeping around to to know where 
all of the um, routes to your position are, and you kind of position yourself in a way that you cut most of them off, you can, like, you and your, you know, because you get a pistol, submachine gun, sniper mm-hmm. rifle, you and your submachine gun can pretty much handle all comers. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, and so, I feel like in previous games, if you got found, you're, you're really your only course of action. Like, once it went to combat, just reload. Um, mm. And, you know, your, your, your <coughs> best course of action was to reposition so that they were going... Like, if, like if somebody heard a shot and, and was able to figure out where you were, you really... The best thing to do to survive would be to go somewhere else. Let them keep searching where they thought you were, and you just position yourself away from it all whereas here it's like you know as long as you can kind of close off some of those um uh, angles of attack on you you can just like pull out your submachine gun and just like kill everybody as they come up um and so you really becomes the player choosing to enforce sets of rules either by upping the difficulty or you know, going, oh, well, I don't, that's not how I wanted that situation to go, either, even though it doesn't really matter, like, right. you know, it's all, you know, if you cause a ruckus on one part of the map, it's not like the entire place knows you're there, so the whole thing is fucked. You know, if you kill mm. 10 Nazis in one part of the map, the only people that are going to hear you is is there, um, with the exception of, you know, you really, you, you got to stop somebody from getting the alarm but you can just kind of kill them and then go all right i'm gonna move on uh and similarly the ai is totally like whack um they whether sometimes they would completely ignore like perfect example is you can hide in a doorway somebody will come you kill them with a melee throw the body on the ground and there'll be guys patrolling outside the doorway, looking right in the doorway. There's a dead body on the ground, and they're just like, eh, whatever. Like, they don't. But then other times, uh, something would happen, and they would get in this just this, this endless loop of uh, going into the heightened mode, but not going to investigate something, and then coming out of it, and immediately go back into it. So they're mm. constantly going between like yellow with question marks, but not walking around or anything, and then go to white, and then yellow with question mark, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of shit like that, and it, it, I, I've not played a sniper elite game like that before, where they would do that. You know, typically like, you know, they would, if 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 something happened and they were, um, investigating something, they would go, they'd check it out, and then if they didn't find anything, they they'd go back, and they might be out of position and pick up like a new route. Um, but you know, they didn't kind of, kind of keep pin, you know, ping pong balling back and forth. Right. Um, and so it, it's very easy to exploit the AI. Um, you know, it, 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 uh, it just, it was a much easier game than ones I've played in the past. And so mm. it, it really just wasn't enjoyable. Like I, I, for me, it's like, I feel like if if you're saying like I kind of go by what they tell me if they're like hey this is the game 
if you've played them before, this is the difficulty for you. Okay, well, right, I'm going to take right. you at your word, and that's what I'm going to do. Sometimes you're like, fuck, man, this is hard as shit, and you lower it, and sometimes you're like, well, this is too easy, and it's like, I don't, I'm not looking to have, like, you know, I'm not looking to, to be, you know, have some sort of punishing difficulty level. It was just more of a, um, more of a, uh, I don't know what the word is, um, an observation than, than mm. anything else. I was just kind of surprised that, that it was like that. I mean, the, the, the shooting is still super solid. Um, but also there was like a lot of times when sniping really wasn't an option, which was also kind of new. Uh, mm. I mean, I stabbed a lot of guys to death. Um, and not because I just, it was easier. It's just, I'm in a house. There's like six guys. There's right. nowhere I can go. I can't shoot through walls. Right. So I, this is kind of how I have to... Yeah, take that them was, out. You know, yeah, the Zombie Army trilogy was the, the, a lot of that. The earlier levels, especially, was there was a lot of that where you're in you're in a house and you, yeah. you can hear them spawning in other rooms, and I'm like, I'm not supposed to snipe here, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and so it, it it just became. I mean, it was fine, but it's you know these these games now have all kind of like so. You know the the Hitman games. If if you like here, you can unlock different starting positions. But at the end of the day, you're doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So like unlocking a new starting position mm-hmm. doesn't really do anything for you. I mean, right. if you are maybe playing co-op with someone, sure. If it's like okay, you're gonna go there, I'm gonna go here. We're gonna snipe our way, meet in the middle. But like, it's not like a Hitman game where. You know, there's leaderboards, so, like, if you can unlock a, a something that allows you to, like, pop in, snipe the guy in, like, two seconds and get atop the leaderboard, or, you know, as you're walking through the levels, different stories and opportunities for, you know, killing the target in some wild way pop up, and so... You know, when you're playing Hitman, you have to pick and choose. You can only kill him once. So if you can unlock a new way, a new starting place that mm-hmm. then makes another story that you hadn't considered open up, it's not like that. It's it doesn't matter where you start. At the end of the day, you got to infiltrate. You got to get this information. You got to get out. Doesn't matter the order in which you do it. Doesn't change mm-hmm. anything. Doesn't matter. Um, you know, the only thing it affects in terms of like what you do and what you don't is how much experience you get. So, it's like, from from a replay perspective, I don't really know what the purpose is of having multiple uh, unlocking points because it's not really going to change the experience all that much. And yeah. now this is like the third game in a row where it's like, okay, there's a Nazi, he's making some big project. And we're gonna, through the course of the game, find out what big piece of tech or whatever it is he's project he's head of. We're gonna mm-hmm. uh, dismantle the project, and then we're gonna kill him. Um, mm-hmm. So you feel like over the course of like if, if World War Two with so many different theaters and so many different. And this one was supposed to be like the invasion, like you're in France, because it's like you're, you're prepping so they can invade in Normandy, but they don't really do anything with it other than, like, there's this one map where you're supposed to take out some AA guns and, and clear out some, some uh, this is, whatever, clear out some bridges and stuff to where they can push forward into this town. But it's like, you know, you kind of think, like, oh, shit, like, you know, if there's, like, during the actual invasion where it's like, 
it's much more frantic and you're running, you know, thinking like mm-hmm. ways in which they could have like incorporated it to be more like, not just like creep and snipe where it's like, you got to move, you got to take these guys out. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like they could have done more with it. The setting just seemed like the fact that it was like the invasion of Normandy was coming seemed like incidental almost. Mm. Um, it really wasn't any different from any other sniper elite. Uh, story where you're just kind of working to destroy this project and then kill a high-ranking Nazi at the end of it. Um, And so you kind of are like... I feel like the bugs and stuff were because of trying to be out. Like, I don't know if, like, kind of a Game Pass put more pressure on it where they're like, they had to come out sooner and they just didn't Mm -hmm. have time for that extra polish. But I feel like they've kind of reached the end of what logically they the stories unless they're just going to keep doing the same thing like i love fairburn i think he's great but i don't i mean i feel like the next game they need to do something different shake things up like you know uh, i I don't know even if it's like he gets captured and the whole game is him starting with nothing and (coughs) escaping and having to get out of and slowly over the course of levels getting better weapons to where he's you know what i mean he's not just yeah trying to get fight, get his way out but take guys down with him as he goes out or something or do you know make it a uh like a russian sniper and 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 and, and make it part of like the you know uh, not that playing as a russian would be you know probably something folks would want to spend a lot of money on right now but if you look at like you know the um, you know same in st well, petersburg and world war Two, like like an enemy yeah, at like, the gates type of thing or you know right or even, you know, Call of Duty, eventually they had to leave World War II, whether they wanted to or not, right? Yeah. You don't have to go into fucking space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand why they want to keep World War II, because at the end of the day, Nazis, despite what members of a certain political party today might feel, yeah. <laughs> Nazis are still a reliable villain, right? Sure. There's no, sure. there's no, you don't have to worry about any sort of, uh, you are perfectly okay with saying i'm gonna splatter that nazi's brains all over the sidewalk and people would be like more power to you (laughs) (laughs) where some of the criticisms of like call of duty was you know kind of the setting and the enemies and stuff like that so i just feel like there's got to be something that they're changing to mix it up because uh, i mean it's i felt like i played this game before Mm -hmm. Um, and and there may have been some differences you know, between it and the last one, but if there were, I couldn't tell you what they were. Um, yeah. So, other than just having somebody invade your game, which that happened once, they killed me, and I immediately turned it off. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, I don't, I mean, the way I play, and I'm very methodical in how I tag guys and kill guys and go back, and I don't need, I don't need somebody invading my game. And the nice thing is, you can still continue to do all that while someone's invaded your game. And if they kill you, you just go back to your last save, even if like your last save was like the second before they killed you. So it's not like you lose progress. It's it's more than anything. It's just kind of a distraction. It's like yeah. I'm trying to do stuff, and then you know guys are showing up, and I I don't care enough to decide like oh I'm gonna kill them. I just right. like, whatever. You're you're good doing your thing. You want to kill me? Great. That's sort of the, yeah. That was the uh, same way in Watch Dogs. Was that for me? I finally just turned that shit off too. Yeah, wasn't it watched? I think it was watched. Yeah, watched. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. watched is hilarious. One of the funniest things I remember playing Watch Dogs is because you know, watch 
watches you're you're supposed to try to to mill around like an npc yeah yeah and that's how you would do it <laughs> play watchdogs i was like walking down the road and this guy comes tearing in on this motorcycle and like crashes it goes over the handlebars into this pile of boxes and I'm just standing there. And then he gets up and immediately runs away. Didn't even try to kill me. Wasn't like... He just was like, ah, oh, shit, the, the, the jig's up. And he just fucking hauled ass. I was like, nice try, dude. Very subtle. <laughs> I had no idea. But I remember one time I I uh, was out on some plane watch dogs and I was out on uh, some island... There's like an island you could go to for like collectibles, because you know Chicago, yeah. tons of islands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, your base was on an island at one point, right? Yeah. Or something like that. And I'm like looking out, and I see this fucking speedboat coming to the <laughs> island, and I'm like, well, that's not an NPC. They don't drive <laughs> speedboats. It was a very small island. Was, the dock was only one spot, so I I waited and I posted up behind a a rock and here a guy comes running up and I just fucking killed him and he messaged me because at the time there was like a cheat you could do to like ping things and find out where people were mm. and he messaged me privately and he's like you're cheating and I'm like you're in a speedboat <laughs> like you like you the whole yeah. point of that game was you have to try to blend in which means you might need to wait <laughs> until you're somewhere there's NPCs like <laughs> this is fucking rocket science, dude. Like, and I was like, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> that makes you feel better. But uh, yeah. Um. So, but have you played the the TMNT game that came out? I have not yet. Oh, I I did. I played. Um, I completely forgot about it. To be honest with you, uh, I was so excited for it, and you know, I played it. Uh, I played through the first level, and I was uh-huh. like, man, that was good. And then I never went back and played more. Of it. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it's it's very much a, a modern sequel to the arcade game. I mean, it's exactly what it feels like. The controls are tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a beat 'em up, side scrolling beat 'em up, just like the arcade game was. Mm-hmm. Um, super fun. Like I said, first level was great. Uh, it, it's the kind of thing that I feel like uh, would be more fun with more people and. Uh, yeah, it, I think it has up to six that you can play with actually. Yeah. So instead of just the four, God, that's gotta uh, be chaos. Yeah, but man, in the best way. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. I forgot I played that. <laughs> I I saw it come out this weekend, and I was like, oh, I should get it for the Switch. And then I forgot I was on Game Pass, and I was like, well, I guess yeah. I'll play it on that. So I downloaded it when I got home today, but I've not had a chance to get into it yet. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, it you know it, it does a few things like mixing up the attacks, like there's strong attacks and and regular attacks and stuff like that. And it does you know some some combo stuff where you know you hit Y and then B and then you'll do like a a dash and then you'll slide back and hit them stuff like this. So it, it, it adds you know some of that like stuff uppercut too. scenario attacks, yeah, things like yeah, that yeah. too, right? Yeah, just you know your your modern modern things that are in these games now that maybe weren't in there you know back in the good old arcade days, but. I mean, man, I I fucking played the shit out of that game in college in the arcade. Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. that was one of those ones I remember. Anytime we went to a place that had it, it was a <laughs> line of quarters, you know, on the top, just of people waiting for their turn. Because that and um, X Men. Yeah. And Simpsons. I played the shit out. Oh of Simpsons. yes. Oh my God, yes. 
Yeah, mm. you could like team up, right? Can you like? Yeah. Yeah. God, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to playing it. I just gotta figure out when that's gonna happen. I've got a bunch of shit. Let me know if you guys feel like you know any night you wanna. Because like I said, it'd be more fun. <laughs> Excuse me. Shit at everything solo. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I know that. Uh, we got a bunch of still movies still we want to talk about, and then um, what's the Black Phone that comes out this weekend? Yeah. So didn't realize that was based on Joe Hill thing. I'm more interested in no no one. No, I didn't either. I, it's yeah, stuff I'm good. really behind on. I've read a bunch of it, yeah. but I haven't read as it's much. A, it was a short story that I think is in. I hope it's in his first his first collection, you know, Thirteen Ghosts or mm-hmm. something something like that. Modern Century. I don't remember the name of it. Okay. Um, but I bought it. It's on the way here because I wanted to read the the story. I'm pretty sure that's what I what I saw that it was from. So yeah, because I read his um, vampire one, mm. and I read I, um, oh the one about the rock star. I, yeah, I'm your man. You're doing better than me. I I, I read uh, horns. Oh, yeah, I, got, I read it after I saw the movie. And yeah, I read, I read the horns too. Uh, Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, I thought I read yeah. 13 Ghosts, but oh, shit, I can't remember. <laughs> I thought I had read yeah. all Stephen King books today, and then somebody I saw on Twitter mentioned Revive the Revival, and I was like, what is oh, that? Oh, I just finished Revival, dude. Oh, is it good? I was going to ask you if you'd read it. Um, I meant to ask you when I finished it, and I forgot. Yeah, it was really good. Well, prior to today, I probably would have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I read it and was like, I 100% did not read this one. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Man, the ending. Like, yeah, I heard, I heard I heard it's uh, quite the uh, the it's a feel good hit of the summer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a gnarly ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll have to add that to the list. Yeah, because I just read Billy Summers. Oh yeah, nice. That was good. That was not nothing supernatural to it at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Not at all, but still good. And yeah. then um, I just started reading Chuck Wendig's um, The Book of mm-hmm. Accidents, and I'm like, oh. Man, that shit fucking had me from like the second page. Nice. That dude's stuff. Yeah, I'm tight. Uh, <clears throat> I'm halfway through the stand. I've never read the stand before. Oh, so really? Oh yeah, man, I I'm... love that book. Oh, I love yeah. that book to death. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I used to when I would, uh, I used to walk to school, in high school, and uh, I would see this guy every day, because I would walk down this one road and meet my friend on the corner, and we would walk to school together. And it was like right across the street from where the bus would pick people up. And there was this guy. I'd see him every day. And I was like, that's Stuart. Like, in my head, he was Stuart. Yeah. 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 He just nice. he just looked like exactly like I thought Stuart would look like. I remember yeah. that guy's face to this day. I remember what he looks like. I couldn't nice. tell you what, like, any of my teachers look like or whatever. But, like, I remember that guy's <laughs> face because I was reading The Stand. And that's a big fucking book. So you spent a lot of time with Stuart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. All right. So, revival. I'll have to, I'll have to check that one out. Cool. All right. Well, that's been episode 150 uh, for us. Thanks so much for hanging out and listening. Was ramble on about werewolves and Stephen King stories. Uh, <laughs> we look forward to spending some more time with us in the next couple of weeks uh, to talk about whatever it is we decide. 
uh, to get into. So for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out. And we look forward to spending some time with you in the next two weeks. So for Mitch and I, uh, good night and have